Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So I am currently in the process of hiring a marketing intern, and I thought today we should talk about the question, what is your company culture like? Yes, I've had that question before, and I think it's a bit of a worthless question. Really? And and I say this because if if you're a candidate and you're asking that question, what do you think someone's going to say? the truth? Or are they going to actually say, here's what it is? Because what if your culture is terrible? I've worked in places where culture is terrible. And so I don't know that you're going to get a real answer to that. And I believe what you're really after is what is it like working here? Are they going to tell the truth there, Scott? I'm going to throw the question right back at you. I would not ask either of those questions. I'm going to observe. I mean, if I want to know what it's really like working there now, which is actually a lot harder now in the virtual environment, I would tell people drive by the parking lot at 5 p.m. and are people running to their cars? All <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, or go by at 8 a.m. or whatever the start time is. And does it look like, you know, their dog just died <laughs> and they're walking into the office? Oh, Scott, I'm that laughing. That tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> So years ago, years ago, we did um, some training programs for the state of Iowa. And I remember they very clearly said, hey, please know that we actually, our workday ends at 4 p.m. And if this class goes past 3.15, you're not going to be able to keep people's attention. And here I am doing this class on innovation and creativity, which is like a really fun and interactive. People are up running around the room, going to all these different kind of sites and having different experiences. It's like one of the most interactive classes I've ever done. And come three o'clock, people started looking at their watch. 3.15, they stopped participating. I mean, and I was like, that is not normal. And it totally was like a reflection of their culture. And so, Scott, I am agreeing with you. There is a lot of ways to find that information out. Yeah. And I think, so. do I think the question, do I think the intent of the question is bad? No, because if you're going to make a move or it's your first job coming out of college or school or or whatever that is, I think you absolutely want to have a glimpse of what it is really like. I don't know that you're really going to get that from the answer to the question. You know, I hear you and I agree with you because I think there are a lot of organizations that don't have the culture that they want Mm -hmm. and are not vulnerable enough to tell the truth. I would like to suggest, however, that that's an error. As an organization, I think you're asking someone to come in and interview And you're trying to find out who they really are, the good, the bad, and the ugly of that human being to find out if they're going to be someone that's going to work well in this organization, that the work that we're asking them to do is going to be something that they will enjoy and keep them engaged. And we're asking them to tell their truth and be vulnerable. And I get a little ticked off, to be honest with you, when an organization then puts on the bright and shiny 
and doesn't get real back. And so, you know, if we talked about our culture, right? I mean, I can say, here's some of the stuff that I'm really proud of. When we were um, interviewing um, or not interviewing, onboarding Diego the other day, right? One of the things that we talked about is, hey, Diego, don't ever believe that your opinion, your voice, your thought doesn't have value. I don't care how old you are, how long you've been in the workforce. I don't care what your experience level is. If you have a perspective, we want to hear it. That is coming out and telling him. And Diego's still in the spot where he's like a little concerned about speaking up. But if we need to encourage that, and and we encouraged it with Courtney, we've encouraged it with all of our staff members, and now we have another young intern coming in, that's something that we should say, right? This is the culture that we are working towards. Does that mean everyone always speaks up? No, it is the courage that we are looking for. On the other side of it, Scott, you and I are not everybody's cup of tea. I mean, we're, we're bold. Sometimes people would say maybe even a little like arrogant and we brag a little bit, those types of things. And if you can't handle the fact that you and I have these really big personalities, that is also part of our culture. And some people would not find it attractive. And and I think there's there's an element Courtney and I talked about, well, how will people take it when we talk about this topic and on the podcast? And I said to Courtney, if they can't handle us on the podcast, they sure as heck can't handle us at all. Well, that is, I will say, now that's a really great way to figure out culture, right? Yeah. It's like, what does their social media say? What mm-hmm. What is out there in their press releases? How do, what things do they celebrate? What do they talk about? There's a lot of ways to dig for culture. At the same time, I really do expect a company to be honest about their culture. And if you are not, you are asking your candidates to do something you wouldn't do. You got to recognize how wrong that is. When I think of this question, describe your company culture, what I really think is I can remember when I would interview places and they're giving me a tour. What am I looking at? Honestly, this will sound funny. What are the bathrooms like for employees? Right. Are they nice? Are they clean? Are they, I mean, that sounds, well, no, if you can't respect your employees enough to have a decent facility, then now again, it's different now because a lot of work is remote. Well, how are people interacting? Exactly. Do, Do they show up on time for the interview? Are they rushed? Do they rushed? Do they pay attention? So are we doing gang interviews on Zoom, right? And if we are, how many people have their camera turned off? I mean, there's a lot of ways to tell culture in in these places. And so I, I agree, one, maybe you need to not just use the answer to the question yes. as your criteria. Okay? Yeah, totally. I Yeah, I think that is super important. It's what's the answer to that question and what's the contrary evidence to support that that answer or maybe not support that. You know, there is a piece that I I wonder, and I just want to throw it out to you. So not necessarily frontline, but if someone's coming in in a managerial or an executive spot, I would actually like to have a conversation around culture to say, hey, 
as I come in, how can I add to the culture? How can I support the culture? What would you be looking from me as a, someone with that level of experience and this kind of, you're looking for someone to help the organization move forward in a leadership position? How can I make a difference in that culture? I actually think that would be a really fun and interesting conversation if we could have a dialogue around that to understand the part that I can play in helping it become what we want it to be and or just supporting what's already there. Yeah. That would be interesting. And I've not yeah, thought about I love that, that question. question and the, the other question that I love to use is what's an unwritten rule that is unforgivable? If I do this thing, I'll get quote labeled and I, it will be really hard for me to shake that. And I love when people say, oh, nothing. Bullshit. <laughs> No, I always, I love that question. And I always use family examples, right? So think about when you brought that person you thought you were going to marry into the family for the first time. What was the thing you forgot to tell that person that they screwed up, that your whole family was aghast? Because I remember telling Michael, okay, one, we don't swear. I remember telling Michael, hey, this is the way dinner goes and really explain the way that my family does food, right? I remember telling Michael about passing gas. You do not pass gas in my family in public. This is an important rule, right? But I forgot a rule. I forgot the rule that my dad is always right. And of course, that's the first thing that there was a problem between Michael and my dad. And 29 years later, still a problem because he screwed it up on the first weekend Oops. (laughs) over a game of croquet. So- you can't pass gas in public. Can you crop dust? <laughs> hey, I come from a very like stoic. There are certain <laughs> rules about certain things. And we actually had another in-law that at Thanksgiving actually passed gas and then was like proud of himself. Yeah, nice. And, and you know, I got to tell you, that guy has never been a member of the family. In our household, that's not cool. Now, Michael's household, that's like a game. That's like a competition. In my household, that's like not okay. <laughs> so now you're really learning about our cultures, but yeah. right in that spot. And so I love that. And that actually is um, a question to help you. One, do you fit in? But two, if you decide to say yes, to make sure you don't make a really big mistake early. So isn't it interesting that just shifting kind of the context of those questions can actually be a richer conversation than just these very stereotypical, go to Google, look up what the best questions to ask are kind of a piece. It's it's really like taking that and, and making it deeper. I, I love the fact that you brought that point out, Scott. I think the intent of the question is spot on. It's really about digging deeper to say, do I fit? Is this a place I would want to be? Is that a place I want to go? To me, I think that's what they're really after. And And I also think as as a candidate, okay, to understand you're not perfect. The organization's not perfect, okay? And asking to know what the good, the bad, and the ugly is. Because ultimately, we want candidates to choose us, even though we're not perfect, just like we should choose candidates, even though they're not perfect. And I would even say it's the entire experience you should be looking at, not necessarily one question or another. And that's true whether you're an employer or a candidate. 
Yes. Was that candidate impossible to schedule with? There's something to think about, right? There's there's a message in there, right? Like what we would call a yellow flag. As as a company, right? Did did they communicate clearly? I can remember going in to an interview. This was early in my career, and I had no information. And they said, "Oh, by the way, um, you know, you're presenting at ten. Well, presenting what, right? And so zero prep for me. That's okay. Oh my gosh, for some people that would. I don't know if they did that on purpose. I think it's what is that entire experience versus any one question. And then any question, it's really about them observing the answer to the question and do the actions, behaviors, activities. Are they in alignment? Exactly. They'll never be perfectly in alignment, but are there yellow and red flags that say, mm, hold on? Do you know, back in the back in the day, <laughs> when when we were young, I think I think when you are new to kind of interviewing, you're thinking, I want them to want me. I want them to want me. I want them to say yes to get so I can get a job. Right. I really in the environment that we find ourselves in now, it's obvious. But even before we found ourselves in this environment, I think it's really important that if the company says yes to you, you need to think about, should you say yes to the company? Okay. And it is looking at all these factors because that's what their company is doing. They're looking at all the factors around you and all their choices. As an individual, you should be saying that same thing. I need to be as discerning about this company as the company has been discerning about me. And in that spot, then looking at all that data, the good, the bad, the ugly, the contrary evidence, and saying, I'm making a choice. Because once you make that choice, you're actually saying no to all your other job opportunities. And so is this the best choice for me? And looking for a place that you know that you can be successful or believe that you can be successful, because those choices define your future opportunities. And so, you know, don't just say yes, because they want you say yes, because you want the work at that organization with those people. And, and it's really what are you running towards it? Or are you running away from something? Oh, I love that. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. Feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box. And be sure to check out the show notes of this podcast to read our stance on passing gas in the workplace. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.